to the show, The Things You Discover About Yourself in Quarantine. That's what I want to open up with this week. The fun little things you've discovered about yourself while you're self-quarantining. You're maintaining social distances. This is the loftiest party. We've got a big, big show for you. We've got, uh, on the other end of the of the line here, we got the Liberty Gimlet. How's it going? Oh, the screaming <laughs> extrovert is starting. Get, the screaming extrovert on this end of the phone is starting to get a little bit antsy. Uh, I'm right there with you. I'm right there yeah. with you. It doesn't take long for me to go, I'm, I've had enough. I've had enough, and <laughs> I'm I'm doing pretty well. I'm in I'm in the uh, Loftus Party World Headquarters East Coast Division, all here by my lonesome, which I think is probably I, I don't know. It's it's a double edged sword. It's a double edged sword. Here's something that I've discovered about uh, myself. Well, actually, not about myself, um, about uh, those around me. Like I'm always at work. My neighbor's always at work. And now we're both home. And guess who has horrible taste in music? <laughs> Your neighbor? Oh, my Lord in heaven. It is so pedestrian. It is so just straight up run of the mill. I seriously, I want to, I just want to like uh, knock on the wall and be like, go, dude, pick a deeper cut. Pick a deeper cut from the album. Like, I got no problem with the Eagles, but how about this? How about we go a little bit deeper <laughs> into the greatest hits? Not the Hotel California? Oh, oh. And like with all of them, with Journey, with uh, Bob Seger, with all of them, with all of them, there's great songs Just by these artists. surface cut? Yes. It's like a really, really bad oldie station. So, uh... I was <laughs> I was going to say, it's like the mixtape you made when you were 13. No, no. Whatever came on the top 40 that station. interesting. Yes. Yes. So <laughs> it's, uh, it's, uh, it's been a challenge. Now, however, I don't, I don't complain because uh, this poor guy has been the victim of my newly found interest in the guitar. Like a while back, I discovered this great app who they don't owe me. There's no, there's no money being changed. I, I genuinely like this app called Usician. Y O U S C Zition. Usician. Uh, it's free, or you can pay uh, a little bit more for other stuff. Anyway, uh, you can learn how to play the ukulele, play the guitar, play the piano, play the bass. It's an awesome app. I subscribed to it a couple years ago, and my guitar playing got a lot better. I ran out of time. Things got busy. So now I'm like, oh, doing that again. So uh, I'm, I'm. So this guy has to suffer literally through me playing some pretty bad basic guitar. But hey, that's what you got to do. If you want to get better, you have at to practice. At least you're not learning to play the trombone or something. You oh. have. That would be a lot wouldn't more. That be, wouldn't that be the worst? So... There, so I, I've learned that uh, about myself. Uh, and you know what? And my, and my skills are getting better. I am improving. So I'll probably be incorporating that into the videos uh, sometime soon. I've, all, I've learned this. Uh, and you know what? And I'm, and I'm doing pretty darn good uh, with, with my time, with, with what I need to do. I'm not like – I find myself jealous of the people who are just like, what's good on Netflix? I'm like li – I literally still don't have – just hours to idle away on Netflix. And I know there's a ton of great shows out there on all these different platforms. Uh, so that's great. Uh, but there's been a ton and I've, I've, I've been posting a lot more at the, the loftestparty.com. We'll get into that because yesterday was like science day for me. Everybody's a scientist now. Everybody's a scientist and I don't want to be uh, one of those douches. Uh, but you do you do a little bit of research. Well, that'll be the next segment, though. That'll be the next segment. Uh, yeah. I've, I've well, also learned that um, I I still have. I thought I was a black belt in in masturbation. Turns out I have a lot to learn. I have, I have surprises up my sleep. I I did I didn't think 
I thought I was pro. I thought I was all pro. I thought I was a Hall of Famer. Turns out I had just scratched the surface. So there's a lot of there's a lot of fun to be had. And now I find and that joke aside, I find myself like now I want to paint. Like I'm 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 writing, I'm playing the guitar, and like I had the craziest impulse today, like literally, just to paint an entire wall in my apartment. Like do something really like go to the store, get a bunch of paint, some really bright colors, and just have at it, and then thank God that passed. Are you allowed? You know, what are they going to do? What are they going to do? Kick me out? <laughs> it's, it's a quarantine. <laughs> it was a quarantine and I lost my mind. Yeah, right? And then I thought, wow, is that, am I, is that, a, is that a crazy person impulse? Is that a crazy person? And I thought kind of maybe it was. However, uh, so I didn't go to the paint store. Uh, what have you been doing to, to bide your time down there in, in Liberty Camp 421? Um, well, uh Digging into the honey-do list, for sure. Um, might as Ooh. well get all that stuff done. Huh? That's just, that's a, yeah, that's a owie-kabowie there. The, the honey-do now, list. Now, see what, well, you know how the gypsy has lived most of her life, and that's moving every couple of years, right? Yeah. So if you move every couple of years, you clear out a lot of stuff. You just choose not to take it with you because you don't use it anymore. Well, camp has been pretty settled for almost seven years, and we've accumulated a lot of crap. So yes. It's actually kind of freeing to get the clutter out. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. that's a great feeling. It's a great feeling. Whenever you watch a TV yeah, show so. or a movie and somebody has, like, a, a really, like, minimalist uh, living space— it's usually it's like yeah. some future, some futuristic, you know, blah blah blah. But it always like it's like totally minimal. I'm always a little jealous. I'm always a little jealous. But exactly. In, but in exactly. my heart, in my heart, I don't want to live there. I think it's just cool to look at. I definitely like legit. And this is such a, a nerdy thing for me to say, but like, I want to live in Bilbo Baggins' house. Like that that hole that <laughs> that house that he had. In the Hobbit that Frodo took over yeah. in Lord of the Rings, that to me is the ultimate. Just crap stacked everywhere, little fire in the background. You're making tea. The windows open. The flowers are blooming. You're just puttering around outside, smoking your pipe, laughing at the neighbors. That to me is bliss. That's where I want to be. I can appreciate minimalist, but I want to. I want that big musty Hobbit hole. My vision is so much more terrifying than that. I realize that if I stay in one place too long, I might end up on that show Hoarders. <laughs> aye, aye, aye. That's, yeah, you don't want that. Like, I don't think I could ever let it get quite like that. But, I mean, I'm, like, throwing stuff out going, why did I keep this this long? Oh, yeah, I didn't move. So it was How? under this thing, and I just never saw it. <laughs> How justified are hoarders feeling? That just occurred to me. How good do those people feel? Like, aha, here we go. You can't go to the store. And I've got one right here under this old pile of underwear, dirty sheets, and child's toys, and Legos. Aha. Like, they, they feel... And... That was the other thing I found out. I feel so bad uh, for the hoarders who just got cured. Can you imagine that? You saved. I all got the... rid of all my emergency <laughs> stuff. You you saved it all for years, and then your your nephew comes in with a camera crew and says, "Aunt it's Millie, you you gotta get rid of this." Yeah, and you're like, "Yeah, it's the healthy thing to do." So in February, he threw it all away, <laughs> and then in March, they're like, "You need all of that. You need it." Oh, those poor souls. That's hilarious. That's hilarious to me. One of the that one is of the, the uh, one of the opportunities was to go through like old clothes and now that people are, you know, maybe struggling a little bit, unemployment and, and that sort of thing, make sure that we donate them to goodwill, right? Yeah. Um so we donate our blood, we donate stuff we don't need anymore and it's what we're trying to do to like help where we can help right yes what i did discover is something that i will not donate obviously 
I had such an overstuffed underwear drawer. It was ridiculous. Really? I threw out so much underwear today. It was sick. That's fantastic. That's good for you. I celebrate I, that. That's liberating and, and good. I'm like, how did I ever even buy all this? Like, it's almost disgusting to some extent to review what you've spent your money on for the last seven years. Like, yeah, why did well, this hopefully happen? you got rid of all the. Uh, hopefully you got rid of all the big cotton panel, granny panty, big old. Yeah, all the nasty. granny panties are gone. Good for you. That's that's healthy. I celebrate that. <laughs> I think I think people across the country. This I'll, I'll get to this little uh, bit observation in, in a moment. I just want people to know that uh, in, in the, the the rest of the show we're, we want to be we want to keep it kind of light in the opening, but uh, in the in segment two and segment three, I'm going to be laying into uh, Pelosi kind of hard. I'm going to be laying into the Democrats kind of hard. We're going to be going after the mainstream media uh, pretty hard. And we're going to be talking a lot about uh, this hydroxy uh, chloroquine. So there you there will be information. This is, It's not going to be this light banter for the entire show. <clears throat> now, back to the underwear thing, which I, I just, I, I, I celebrate that. I used to do a bit in in my stand up. I think it was in my uh my one hour special how I was uh getting rid of uh my lady's underwear that I couldn't stand anymore. There used to be a bit I did about you knew where you were in a relationship with the kind of underwear, right? If you were if she's wearing <laughs> if you're just dating, she's wearing the thongs, if she's wearing any. Uh and then when you're living together, you might occasionally see some like regular like hip hugger regular underwear but then when you get married this white cotton panel granny panty looks like somebody ripped the sail off a pirate ship that pops out <laughs> that was a good bit that was a funny bit so good for you yeah well you find you find the smaller and fancier it is the more expensive it is so i think sometimes after you have kids and you kind of have to spread the wealth around a little bit you just buy the cheap stuff uh, you got to treat yourself right. You got now getting back to this and this this thought occurred to me uh late last night. It was one of those things where I'm walking around the apartment and I'm laughing all to myself. And I'm like that I'm sure that sounds crazy to whoever's in the hallway. Uh but like what are the waxing salons going to be like when this goes, right? When everybody goes back to work and all these people who've been waxing and haven't been and haven't been that is going to be uh, my heart goes out to the to the young ladies that work at these salons who have to give Brazilians to people who haven't had a Brazilian in uh, over a month. In a month, that that's going to be. I don't know, but I'm in desperate need of a pedicure <laughs> and a new. No, this is what pisses me off: a brand new salon opened in my town. And it's a little higher end, right? Okay. So okay. Chairs are really nice. They give you a little glass of wine while you're getting your pedicure. You need that. And my daughter found it. No, my daughter found it two days before we were told to shelter in place. So we didn't get to go. That's I was pissed. Pissed. That I'm thinking, sucks. oh, this will be nice during the crisis. We'll get a foot rub with a glass of wine. Oh, this will be nice. No, denied, 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 denied. I was well, convinced. you'll have to wait. You'll have to wait, as will all the the ladies to get their their Brazilian bikini waxes done, and they'll just. I just imagine the there's just going to be uh, I, <laughs> women I going in the these salons and just a big poof, poof, poof <laughs> as the think- as the underwear drops and poof. Just everything expands. It's comical. But, I mean, you know the whole toenail things. If they get too long, they like start curling over the tops. They get really disgusting. I feel almost as bad for the pedicure girls as I do for the Brazilian girls. Trim your toenails. Like, are you well, saying you can't? You can't... But then they get all screwy and everything else, and you the 
I don't know, but it's just some people you can't, can't. Seriously, if you can't, some trim people for- can't. I can. I'm flexible enough to do it, but some people literally can't do it. Wow. Well, I mean, I can see why. And that, listen, if you can't trim your own toenails, if you can't, you need to evaluate some life choices. You might want to. You might want to put the panel lasagna down for a day or two. Well, it can be arthritis and that kind of stuff, too. Yes, it can be. Yes, it can be. But I think the vast majority, it ain't arthritis. It's not arthritis. If you can't see your feet, you likely can't trim your toenails. Is that what you're saying? Yes. And if you can't can't see your feet, I guarantee there's other parts of your body you haven't seen in a long time that you might be interested in seeing again. Pregnant. Like, if a girl's going to have a baby, she can't be trimming her toenails. This is true. That's true. A pregnant woman probably can't. That's uh, that's good. And well, and then hopefully she's married to a dude with a foot fetish. Hopefully she's got a husband right there waiting to win. <laughs> Ew, that's the other bit. That's the other bit. Did I do this last week? Did I do this? Oh, it's another corn. Can you imagine if you if your fetish if you're like if your big fetish is washing is is watching people wash their hands? Can you imagine how happy they are right now? Like if you're like the that only thing, way, <clears throat> I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. <laughs> like if you can imagine it, it's someone's thing. If you can imagine it, someone is out there doing it right now. Uh, but yeah, there, I'm, I guarantee there's people out there like, oh yeah, if I could only just watch a stranger wash their hands, that would really. And right now they are just in bliss. They are just the happiest person in the world. They're watching commercials. Wow. Everybody's talking about it. They're like, yeah, get in there and scrub. So congratulations if you're one of those people. All right, we are going to take a short little break. we got to talk more about this uh, stimulus package because it is uh, a, a new low for me. That's why I wanted to start the show off with something kind of upbeat and fun because uh, we're, we're about to take a turn, ladies and gentlemen. We're about to take a turn. Stick around. We'll be right back. If you prefer real mornings... Shouldn't you have a real breakfast? At McDonald's, we get real about breakfast. That's why you can have a savory sausage biscuit with delicious hash browns for only $1.50. It's time to wake up breakfast. Single item at regular price. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. There's nothing more predictable in life than the unexpected. Lightning will always strike. Hail will fall on roofs. Fortunately, there's AAA. AAA has been helping members stay prepared for over a hundred years. So when unusual storms, fallen debris, or sudden leaks happen, you'll be covered. Check, check, and check. Get the home and auto insurance you need by talking with a AAA insurance agent today. Visit AAA.com slash insurance or stop by your local AAA store. Jumping in, we're, we're we're going with both barrels uh, over this whole stimulus package. This uh, what the Democrats have done, how the media is running cover for them. It's a lot to comprehend. Now, if you, hopefully you already are, but hopefully you're you're with us on the on the Facebook, the Loftus Party Facebook. I did a live stream the other night, uh, last Thursday night. I'll be doing it one again, uh, at least one this week. On Thursday, I might do another one. I'll announce it there. I'll give you guys a heads up. But this whole stimulus thing and the way the the media is still uh, running cover for the left, it was a, a, a new low. And and you guys, you you've you've listened to this show for a while. You go to theloftestparty.com. You go. You watch the YouTube videos, which I have an update on that uh, later. 
but we, you know that we, it's a, we try to stay optimistic. I, I'm, I have no interest in doing a show that's just a bitch fest, right? That's, other people do that really well. I've said that before. I want to have answers. I want to be optimistic uh, and, and always look for solutions. Like, uh, <laughs> I don't want to be this dark, depressing outrage machine. However, I found myself there big time last week. So I'll, I'll just set it up here. I'll do a little uh, Rush Limbaugh style uh, setup. We're in this COVID-19 thing. We're in the middle of the Wuhan. We're in the middle of the Chinese virus. It's, it's, it's going around. We've got some great information about the virus. Stick around to the end of the show. You're going to learn a ton and you will be hopeful uh, from this. However, we're in the middle of this. I'm in I'm in New York, which is ground zero for the pandemic and all this other stuff. You know, big outbreak. Uh, and and all you hear from the media is gloom and doom, gloom and doom, and hospitals are being overwhelmed, and it's it's a death sentence, and people are dying, and people are dying, and we have to do something. So we're not allowed to work. I'm out of a job. You're probably out of a job. I know some people are still essential. So it is a matter of life and death is the way it's been presented to us. We've got to get the money to the people. We've got to get the money to the American people. And then it comes out there's going to be a, uh, a $2 trillion stimulus package, $2 trillion, which to me seems insane, which to me seems insane. It's just way too much money, you guys. There's 360 million people in America. That's it. 360 million people. Now, a trillion, one trillion, I guess there's different ways of, of counting. But the American version uh, of a trillion is 1,000 billion. So we're doing two of those. We're doing 2,000 billion. So it's, I'm thinking, holy crap, we're all going to be rich. We're going to be rich off of this thing. And then you start to see how they're divvying up the money. Then you start to see, now they were ready to go on March 22nd. They were ready to go. March 22nd, the, the Republicans had a bill and the Democrats unanimously voted, unanimously voted to not even consider it. They would not even consider the bill. That's how they all voted. The New York Times ran cover for them. The New York Times uh, changed their headline three times that day. Three times. The original, the original headline was uh, Democrats block stimulus bill. Then, ooh, that looks bad. So then they go, uh, they change it to Democrats uh, block stimulus bill to protect workers. Okay, okay. So now, but still, it kind of they got shined. another phone call. Yeah, then they got another phone call. Yeah. Uh, and then they changed yeah. it to uh, partisan divide. Partisan divide uh, stop stimulus package. And then to add insult to injury, the next day, on March 23rd, there was an op-ed in the New York Times said the stimulus package is, uh, I'm paraphrasing, I paraphrase all of these, but uh, the stimulus package uh, is dead and it's all Mitch McConnell's fault. If you, if you go to the, the YouTube channel and watch the video, uh, what did Nancy Pelosi do? It's all there. It's all there. And I have photographic proof of all of this. So Nancy Pelosi and the Democrats held up this bill, literally keeping money out of our pockets, keeping food off of our table, keeping medicine out of our cabinets. They did this so they could uh, uh, fund things uh, like uh, the Lincoln Center. Oh, that needs funding. Uh, they wanted to do some ballot harvesting. Oh, you got to fund that. They wanted to talk about the emissions of jet airplane. There was all of this garbage in the bill. Tons of garbage. No one says, no one says boo. No one says boo about it. And then, uh, so the bill finally comes up. And 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 listen, I on, on the live stream, I was giving out the number for the House. I was giving, I got the phone number uh, for the House representatives. Uh, I got the phone numbers uh, for, the, for the Senate, you know, the off. And I'm like, let's call, let's call. I called. I'm like, get the pork out of this. If there was ever a time, seriously, if there was ever a time to cut the pork and just get the money to the American people, uh, so it's 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 gross and it's disgusting, and I and and shame on the Democrats for doing it. Shame on the Democrats and shame on anybody who thinks it's okay, 
who thinks it's, oh, it's politics. It's politics. I actually had a guy say that on Facebook. What are you going to do? It's politics. What are you going to do? It's China. You know, it's not okay. It's not okay at all. And and then, well, and I, I usually try to live, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll wrap it up here. I, I usually try to live by this uh, Ronald Reagan motto of, you know, you won't speak any ill will against your former or, or your, your, your fellow Republican or your fellow conservative, whatever. But shame on all the conservatives and the Republicans that let this go through. It's wasteful. I know Ted Cruz was ra- raising a stink. And then you had that one dude from Kentucky. That one libertarian dude who's like, no, let's come back and take an official – I want a, an official call on who's voting for what. And, man, they made him look like the devil himself. They vilified that poor soul, and he and that guy was looking out for all of us because you're all going to get – we're all going to get little checks. Oh, look at that. Look at that. I got $1,900 and, and <laughs> whatever. It makes me sick, and it makes me sick that – uh, Pelosi and the Democrats would do that. It's it's to me that was beyond the beyond. That's 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 inhuman. Go ahead. I'm sure you have thoughts there, Gimlet. I'll, I'll take a drink. Well, of my... um, one of the things I felt mo- found most offensive. So if you take a look at it, um, so what we don't want to have is a bunch of businesses fail because when this comes back around, we want people to go back to work, right? Yes. So I, 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 I'm really sick of the meme that this is a corporate bailout. Um, this is in no way similar to 2008, because in 2008, the companies that were bailed out had taken on unnecessary risks, made their executives rich, and made really poor decisions. Their um, approach to failure was absolutely the fault of the executives within those companies. These businesses that we're talking about helping now were doing fine until two weeks ago. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, you know, this is like, this is like, you know, you run a red light and run, you know, the front end off somebody's truck and you pay to fix their truck. The government basically, you know, took the front end off everybody's truck and is now trying to, to fix the truck. Because while the government didn't create COVID and didn't create this pandemic, they absolutely mandated the response to it. So I don't see this as a bailout. I don't see it as a stimulus. I see it as the way that the government is trying to prevent what's called a liquidity crisis, right? These businesses don't have the cash to continue operations and continue paying their employers, right? into a solvency crisis where they just start selling off their assets for 10 cents on the dollar. That's what they're actually trying to do here. I'm fine with that. I'm fine to, with the payments to the American people. It's those not loans, enough. But it's... those loans that they're making available to small businesses and to large organizations, okay, and the vast majority of that money is in the form of loans, have conditions on them. You can get a certain amount of forgiveness if you keep X percent of your employees on salary. You can get this if you if you do this particular thing, like extend your short-term disability benefits or whatever. There's conditions on it. You can pay back less or you can get deferred payments if you do certain things, right? But you can't just fire everybody and take the money. That's not okay under any of the loan programs. Well, that's... We go ahead and we give $25 million <clears throat> to the freaking Kennedy Center for the Arts because Nancy Pelosi wants to, and you know what they did yesterday? Fired everybody. Fired all their musicians. That's, that's what They have no strings attached. Yes, it is, it is the... That infuriating. Oh, it, it, the whole thing is infuriating. I had a, I had a breakdown... I broke down the, the list of the things that Nancy initially asked for. They're like, okay, we're not going to consider this bill. Here's what we want. It was outrageous. And it's like classic. Uh-huh. None of this is new. None of this is new. You you ask for, oh, I need 100 yards of of silk. I need 100 yards of silk. And they go, we're not going to give you 100, but we'll give you 50. And you're like, okay, cool, because that's all they really wanted. Like, so you ask for this outrageous stuff, they cut it back, but how about this? How, like, why 
couldn't they pass a clean bill? Seriously, why? Because I think the the, the people in Congress and in the Senate and the president, it's like a risk assessment. You're like, okay, we will get hammered in the media. We will get hammered in the media. <clears throat> and they'll say we're holding it up and we're and that is that's not good for anybody. And that's why we need uh, real journalism. And that's why we need uh, fair and honest reporting. It's just gross. Listen, we, we're all screwed. We're all screwed by this. The amount of money that they just spent, there's like uh, $650 billion. And I'll, I'll, I'd love to look at this bill. I'd like to look at what they actually passed. But my, by uh, my reckoning, if you look at just the payments uh, that they're giving, they're doing it. They're, they're payments to individuals. There's unemployment. A, a bunch of money is going to, go, going to unemployment. Then a bunch of money is going to small business loans. Uh, and then I forget where the other big hunk is going. <clears throat> but there's like $650 billion. $650 billion. I don't know where that's going. I just don't know where it's going. Yeah. And, it's, it's, and it's way more than $650 billion because the final package came out to be like $2.3 trillion. It's, it's well, gross. It's disgusting. Me, and shame on all of To me, it is the poster child flashing billboard, neon sign, why the president needs a line item veto. Yes. Uh, the I, president I, said... Bring me a bill that will solve the liquidity crisis so we don't go into a solvency crisis and will give the American people a little shot in the arm to reduce the pain. That's yeah. what he asked for. He yeah. could have taken a big red X and put a big red X through all of the bullshit that was attached to that. And uh, it's it makes me... It's it's very uh, I get I get depressed I get angry I get depressed and then I get uh, a fire going and and right now my fire is smoldering and I gotta I gotta build it back up. <clears throat> we we gotta get we we need more people we need a we need a louder voice we need a louder voice in all of this. There's twenty thousand of us we're we're edging up towards twenty one thousand on the Facebook page. Then you start getting like okay, so that's that's growing at a really good sized clip. But we we got to stay motivated and we got to call this out when it happens, uh, because the majority of Americans aren't cool with this, and you can't blame the vast majority of of, of Americans for not knowing this because they because no. they just they see what's presented to them, they see what's presented to them, and when you watch. And this is gonna. Oh, I, I don't even. I don't even like to drift into like conspiracy radio or any stuff like that. <clears throat> but when you have the vast majority of people uh, in in news and in the media all lean a certain way politically, you cannot help but to keep your politics just get in there. They just get in there. And then if you have a boss who's like, "Hey, that was a good job. Do more of that." Then you start to go at it more and more until you you wind up with something like CNN, where uh, you know Zuckerberg is just like, or, or Jeff Zucker rather, uh, is just like he he's got an agenda and he rewards the reporters who help him out with that agenda. It just it just happens. But then you've got people, you know. Like, I think it's worse than agenda, though. If you look at Zucker's career and the guy at ABC. They don't come out of journalism. They come out of entertainment. Yes. That's so a great point. they're not insisting on journalistic integrity in these cable news channels because that's not what has ever driven their success previously. Do I believe they lean left? Yes. Do I believe especially Zucker probably has a true agenda? Yes. However, I also believe they're being run from a different perspective than maybe they were 30 years ago. But the Big one time. thing that's giving me a little hope right now is when you look at, for example, the um, recent Gallup poll. So after a little more than a week, 
of the president and the coronavirus task force doing daily pressers where everybody is required to be sitting at home and many more people are tuning in, the president's approval rating for how he's handling this went up by a factor of like 22%. More people are watching. Yes. More people are listening. And what was really interesting to see in here is as the other networks started cutting off the pressers when they didn't like what was being said, Fox News got 6 million viewers for those particular press conferences because people want to see them. They will turn the channel to watch them, even if CNN turns it off. And here's the the incredible, I think, shameful thing uh, about that. If these other media outlets who decided to to not air these pressers, they might, I, th- I think it would be horrible. I think it would be a bad decision, but I could almost respect it a little bit if it was just Trump talking, if it was just uh, the president and, and they're asking him medical questions and he starts answering medical questions. I could see how you could rationalize cutting away, even though it's the president of the United States and you should cover it. But Trump is up there with uh, with Dr. Fauci. He's up there with all these other experts, and they answer questions too, and they give you the the the, the, the solid information. How do you yeah. justify? Yeah. How do you justify not covering that? How do you justify well, not because... listening to Dr. Fauci? It's that's it's it's criminal. It's criminal. It's easy because Dr. Burks is just a shill for Trump now, don't you know? Well, that's I what, mean, they're, what they're doing to yeah. this woman in the New York Times and other places in the media. I mean, she is a literally a legendary figure in the fight against AIDS globally. Yes. And because she says Donald Trump actually listens to us, he's capable of understanding the data and he's using it in his decision making in an interview. Now she must be ruined. Yes, it's I that you is misogynistic. A- that are doing this seriously they're awful if this doesn't help you figure out where you stand politically i don't know what to tell you because you are we are and this is not hyperbole this is not hyperbole i'm not blowing this out of proportion at all people's lives are at stake literally people's lives are at stake and you have the media uh, and a large portion of the Democrats opting to play politics. That tells me everything. They are not worried about. Yes, they're not worried about you. They're not worried about your grandma. They're not worried about your uh, Uncle Joe. They are worried about winning elections and getting more power in the future. And in in a wow. in a gross and disgusting way, I can kind. I mean. It's cold, man. That is cold. I can respect it. And I, in a weird, like, if I was reading a novel, I'd be like, oh, those guys are going to win. They're going to win. They're playing hardball. Yes, they are. They are the evil empire. They are. That's what makes. I I boil it down this way. Um. In 2016, after the election of Donald Trump, their masks started to come off. Now yes. they're just literally standing there naked in all their glory. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It, it, and it's 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 shocking. But like you would watch these guys on on Twitter and and on Facebook say these really really horrible things, and you're like, well, that's a bridge too far, pal. That's a bridge too far. And and now you see this before your very eyes and you're like, oh, my gosh, it, it, it's 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 true to a certain extent. I'm not saying every uh, liberal is like this. I'm not saying every Democrat is like this. But, man, Nancy Pelosi, that chick made a calculation, a cold. She's like the dude. She's like the dude uh, in Star Wars who fired the Death Star. The, she's like Grand Moff Tarkin. She's the Peter Cushing of modern politics. I, I think we might have gone over wow. uh, in this segment. We we got some hopeful news uh, coming up after this break. We got some cool stuff to tell you about, and we're going to talk a lot about this uh, new combo 
that uh, Trump was talking about a week ago, and then they try to discredit him for saying that, but as you do research, your eyes are about to be opened. Uh, There's a lot of hydroxychloroquine talk coming up, and it's, uh, it's gonna be a good one. It's gonna be a good one. Stick around. Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 5000 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 5000. Enjoy! Thanks for being here. Thanks for sticking around. Now we're going to get into it. Now we're going to get into it. I will say this. I will say this. In the last segment, we were talking about the New York Times changing their headline three times. So you got, that's, a, that's a big one. That's glaring. But you probably didn't know about it unless you listened to this show. This morning, I'm watching uh, CBS Sunday morning, as I like to do, as I like to do, having my coffee. And they did a segment, and, and I, I thoroughly uh, enjoyed it because it was like watching a horror movie. It was like watching a horror movie. Uh, and the, and, the, and the, the segment was, what does leadership look like? What does leadership look like? And it went down exactly like I thought it would go down. It was a sly, very cleverly uh, put together, but it was a it was a Trump attack piece without looking like that. So what you do is, ooh, what is what does leadership look like? Uh, and then they they talk about how great uh, you know Cuomo's doing and this and that and how Americans blah 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 and then they talk to historians oh a historian well historically this guy did that and that's what we really need is leadership and leadership and uh, and and do you think Trump's doing a good job well history's going to have to be the judge of that and it was all very very however here's what is interesting Aww. to me right because they they make comparisons of this uh, they didn't so much compare it to uh, the Spanish influenza. what they, they compared it to the, the Great Depression, the Great Depression. Now, during the Great Depression, when that started, you had a dude named Hoover who was the president. Hoover was the president, uh, and he's like, he was doing the smart thing, you guys. He was doing the smart thing, because now, granted, this is not the flu. This is the Great Depression. He was like, hands off. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to let the markets figure this out. Businesses will reopen. People will need goods and services. Uh, we've we've popped a bubble here, but everything will reset. He took a hands-off approach. The uh, governor of New York was a dude named uh, Franklin Delano Roosevelt at the time, and he was shocked and outraged. And he was doing a Cuomo back in the time. We need, and he put together, I have a big plan and my plan for the, for New York and for the, the great city of New York and blah, 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 blah. And people looked at that and they're like, wow, he's doing something. He's doing something. Even though it was wrong. Even though I could make the argument, everything he did was wrong. People looked at him and went, wow, he's doing something. And then he ran for president and he won. And that's, and then listen, the rest of the, the rest of the globe didn't have a great depression. The rest of the globe had a depression. Canada barely 
Canada didn't have of, of much of anything, no, nowhere near ours. America, we had the Great Depression. Great meaning big, like Great Wall of China, Big Wall of China. America had the Great Depression because FDR kept messing with it. He kept tinkering with this. Oh, let's do this. Let's add that. Let's add this department. Let's, it was a huge socialism sweep through America. It was the, the heyday of, of socialism. So just because someone's doing something uh, doesn't mean that's great leadership. And I just want to publicly call out Cuomo for this whole debacle uh, about the ventilators. Well, we need ventilators. We need ventilators. And then Trump is like, hey, you got a bunch of ventilators in storage somewhere. And then Cuomo comes out and goes, that is inaccurate. That is gr he, I think he said it's grossly inaccurate. They're not in storage. They're in a stockpile. Oh, sorry. Sorry, I, I, I called it storage instead of a stockpile. That hardly makes it grossly inaccurate. So the, the time for BS has passed. And uh, along those lines, with, with the time for BS has passed, we have to talk about hydroxychloroquine. We have to talk about this drug combination that Trump was talking about a week ago. And everybody, oh, he's crazy. He's crazy. And then they're like, oh, somebody took that. Somebody took that in Arizona, and now they're dead. Well, they they ate fish tank cleaner. They fish ate fish tank, tank cleaner. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that'll kill you, you guys. Uh, and I don't think that was administered by a physician. However, what you need to know about hydroxychloroquine, uh, and if you go to theloftestparty.com, it, it's posted there. This drug's doing spectacularly well. And, and France, uh, they've rethought that they, they, they were like, no, 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 we're not going to do it. Then they rethought it a couple days ago and they're going, OK, well, I think we will do it. And in India, a big country, big country, India, it is now the official policy in India where if you're a, a, a medical professional, if you're a doctor, you're a nurse, you're a you know medical technician, they are telling you it is their official policy take this drug combination as a preventative it will prevent the uh the virus from getting a hold of you and and taking you out so there is something through there's something to this uh hydroxycodone get out your tinfoil hats a little bit we'll say that this is tinfoil hat adjacent but i'm going in i'm going pretty uh heavy on this one I'm just hearing too many good things. I'm seeing too many studies. And now there are some shenanigans. There are some shenanigans being played. And, uh, and Gimlet, I know that uh, I retweeted a thread that you wrote, which was just amazing. So there, I guess well, there's thank some, you. The, yeah, yeah. There's, there's some wackiness in now. Now they're giving the hydroxy uh, chloroquine to people when they're like at death's door. Once you get on the ventilator, I guess it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. Well, yeah, because what 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 happens is once the virus invades your lungs, it actually stops the little mechanism, the cells that run the little mechanisms that actually clean your lungs out. You take crap into your lungs every day, and you've got little hairy things that clean out the dirt and mucus to carry it back out. That's how your lungs are supposed to work. If those two cells stop working in combination it's basically like pouring according to one doctor like pouring cement in your lungs everything just stays there and it Oof. causes what's called well so you don't die of covid19 you die of what's called acute respiratory distress syndrome mm -hmm. because your lungs can't clear themselves and so what ends up happening is even if you if you are ventilated and effectively ventilated and you survive you're still going to have sig significant lung damage because of the damage it actually did to the tissue so by all means if if somebody has progressed to the point that that's the situation they're in certainly try it right um what what the hydro hydroxychloroquine zinc and azithromycin does together is prevent um the virus from making more of itself. Yes. So it, it decreases what's called your viral load, um, which helps you become less sick and give your body a little more time to respond. If you guys all know what Zycam is, the 
stuff you shoot up your nose if you get a cold. I do the lozenges. I do the lozenges. Yeah, that's zinc. And and what's known about zinc is it interferes with virus replication. One of the drugs, um, hydroxychloroquine, actually holds the doorway to your cell open so more zinc can get in because inside your cells is where virus replicates. And the azithromycin is an overall anti-inflammatory and prevents you from getting secondary um, bacterial infections like bacterial pneumonia. So there's actually legitimate things that we know about these medications that would lead us to believe this combination should work at the appropriate dosages. And that's the stunning thing for me. That's the stunning thing for me. I found a study. I found a study. Put it up at theloftestparty.com yesterday because now I'm like part-time scientist. Uh, In 2005, the National Institute of Health uh, did a study on a – on primates, and they used uh, this whole chloroquine, blah, 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 and it worked. It worked on primates for the same, uh, you know, COVID-type, corona-type infection. It works. They knew it in 2005. Well, and and they knew that it worked against the SARS virus coming out of the SARS epidemic. It was one of the Medicaid, well, it wasn't the hydroxychloroquine, it was the chloroquine, um, the other version of it that was tried. Um, and there's tons of papers published about it. And what they started to find out between the SARS virus and the MERS virus is that these coronaviruses have a lot in common. And if you can target what they have in common, the therapies should work across the virus family unless there's some kind of weird mutation. So the fact that this information has all been out there for a while related to another coronavirus, and it seems there's a doctor in France that has refined the protocol, and now we have several doctors in the U.S. that took that information and applied it to a patient population and are saying, get this to these people as soon as possible. Like, if you suspect it, do the test, start them on the protocol, measure the results for the people that are positive. Um, Because the sooner you get it, the more able you are, right, to shrink the number of virus replications that ever happen in the first place. If you give it to somebody that's already loaded with virus, you're not killing the virus. You're just stopping them from making any more viruses. Yeah. So, and that is that is the the, you know, the, the depressing the depressing notion for me. It's like mm-hmm. India. India is not a nation of dummies. India is not a no, nation no. of morons. Not uh, at all. <laughs> so they're doing this as a as a preventative. Now, uh, here I'm going to ask you a question here. I know the answer because, like, I'm a good lawyer uh, in this respect. Is India uh, letting any of these drugs out of the country? Have they? Are they going to export the uh, hydroxychloroquine? No. No, they're not. Are they? Hmm. I wonder why they'd want to hold on no. to it. I wonder if it doesn't it's work. Weird. If it's if it's no good, I wonder why they're not throwing them all away. Hmm. Why would they hold on to those? It's weird. It's strange. I don't. Oh, and here's the other. And this is this is more. I'm gonna dabble uh, in conspiracy here here here, because like like I said in the last segment, I didn't think anyone was capable of the kind of partisan horrible. BS that we just saw Nancy Pelosi do when when it came to life and death. When it comes to life and death, Nancy Pelosi was cool with playing politics. So here we have this drug combination with stunning results, stunning, uh, and and they're not fast tracking it. And a little bit more of more research. The uh, the patent for chloroquine has expired. That's expired. It's it's a relatively cheap treatment. I think it's like fifteen uh, to thirty bucks to to get you going. For the you... full five days. Yes, yes. Yeah, no, that's what the doctor from New Rochelle who was giving it said. He said it for the five days. It's about a twenty dollar therapy. Yeah. So I, I don't want to. I I, I don't even want to think. I don't even want to think that there's someone up there in some kind of uh, 
giant building on the penthouse floor, smoking a cigar, going, look at them, look at them, as he takes his hydroxychloroquine and then waits to patent his COVID-19 cure that'll only be, you know, $600 a dose, a dose. That's, it's just, uh, it's just horrible to think about. It's just horrible to think about. Now, there's, uh, there's tons of other research going on, and it's. I like. I like that some company just patented, or they they're coming out with a device that can test you for uh, COVID nineteen, and you get results like in fifteen minutes. You don't have to wait the three to four days. Oh, so they did that get approved? That's like that's like what you can do now in your doctor's office, right? So if you go in with the with the flu, flu symptoms and they do your nasal nasal swab, they can actually give you those results right while you're there in your visit without having to send it to a lab i think they have to roll out these machines but yes that's uh okay that's what i'm hearing that's awesome i knew they were working on it now here i'm waiting for the finger stick to find out if we already had it that is the big one too that is the big one too and Mm -hmm. and i appreciate you saying that because that is getting to uh my next thing and i'll just say this because it sounds uh and adjacent to intelligence, uh, I did a little informal poll uh, at the Facebook, uh, Loftus Party Facebook, asking if anybody knew anyone who had this, yada, yada. Now, I do. I know someone uh, who has it, and she's doing very well, and she's doing very well. It turns out there's two different strains of this thing. There is the L strain, L as in Larry, and then there's the S strain, S as in Samantha. If you get the S, you're good to go. Very mild, blah, 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 blah. L is super aggressive. Things happen fast with L. So what, in a perfect world, in a perfect world, if it were me, I want the S. And I want it like yesterday. I can handle a couple days of uh, fever and a runny nose and aches and pains. And then I'm good to go. If you get the S... Uh, and you and you will get over that. Uh, holy smoke! Then you're then you are immune to S and L. S and L, you guys. So I Could ran a little clear though. The S can still be dangerous to elderly, compromised people. Yes, yes, that's yeah. good to say. Good to say. Um, so I ran this little uh, poll at the, the the Facebook page, asking people if they knew anyone who had it. I was surprised. The vast majority at the time, this was like a week ago, the vast majority of the people were like, nope, I, I don't know anyone who's, who, who has it. And then the second biggest response was from people who go on, I think I had this thing in November. I think I had it in December Gypsy. or January. Count Gypsy there. Count Gypsy there. Yeah. I traveled internationally in December. I came back. I was sick as a dog. I might have had the L. I don't know. Yeah. I, I was sick as a dog, high fevers, um, crushing headaches, just crushing headaches, sore throat, um, and literally so short of breath one night, I almost asked my husband to take me to emergency room. Um, by the time I got back, it was too late to do the flu swab Yeah, because they wouldn't have been able to give me Tamiflu anyway, um, but like, I, they literally gave me an inhaler. Because I was getting so short of breath and having so much trouble breathing. You're supposed to do that thing every four hours. I was hitting that mother like I can't tell you. Um, And still having trouble breathing. Uh, I literally didn't feel 100% for probably about four weeks. Wow. Well, that's what what, uh, I saw a a doctor on a, a news program this morning. Uh, saying too that they want to do this test that he thinks that the people who've already had this thing and are better is is grossly undercounted and we need to know yep, I'm so hearing that a lot a I, lot I'm hoping that there's some kind of uh, you know movement well, in if, the not so distant future because like listen if you've already had the S strain and you're over it those people should go back to work. I want them. I want them back working. Dr. Burke says they're in the process of doing, they can do an antibody test right now, but it's a big blood draw and they have to do the spinning and all this other stuff. They're looking 
to mirror the technology that they can use for um, monitoring people with HIV. Yeah. The viral viral load. Okay. So it's like literally a finger stick, and you're just right then told yes or no. Um, and that they've got several companies that have that platform getting ready to submit it. So it should come sooner than later. Um, but the reason, like, I would go get tested. A, I would like to know. I think that would be great. And yeah. B, you know, one of the potential therapies is taking my blood, shaking out my antibodies, and giving it to sick people. Wouldn't that be awesome? Wouldn't that be awesome if you could just Wouldn't go to the doctor like, and they could I go? I would happily give those. I yeah. would happily give up those antibodies. You go to the you go to the doctor, you get tested, they go, Hey, guess what, buddy? You've already had this thing. You're good to go. So here's your uh your official stamp of approval. Go back, reopen up your shop. Oh, and if you could come back here tomorrow, we'd like to take some blood so we can get some plasma and some antibodies and help out the mm -hmm. next person down the line. I think people would line yep. up in droves for that. Let's get Absolutely. that cooking. But instead, we're going to point fingers. Instead, we're going to we're going to uh, point fingers and and make fun of people and uh, ridicule ideas and talk about how real leadership looks and what's that talking about? And I don't like the fact that Trump is is mean. I don't like the way he talks to the governor of Michigan. Hmm, he's a big meanie. Well, and the worst take on this that I have seen yet and may have missed it this morning. Did you watch Chuck Todd? Uh, I know a, sometimes a little bit. These. A little bit. Did what you, you see doing? the graphic he put up? So now they're trying to paint this as Trump is, is handling the cities and states and counties that have a different political point of view than him and trying to reserve all of the, the, the good stuff for red states cities right that that was the new thing that came out after he was basically saying in his last press conference um i the team here deserves some appreciation they're working 24 hours a day the army corps of engineers is working their butt off to put up hospitals in three days the fema folks are working their butt off you know the navy just worked its butt off to make a three-week fleet you know, turnaround of this Navy ship, ship into a three-day turnaround. When these people are, are slamming the federal response, they're slamming all of these people that are literally working their butts off and the people on this stage. You know, this isn't about appreciating me, but he was basically slamming the governor of Michigan and the governor of Washington, right? Yeah. So now they're trying to turn this into Trump's going to withhold life-saving treatment from Michigan you know, because he doesn't like the governor. So what Chuck Dodd does today on Meet the Press is put up a graphic that lists the number of counties that voted for Hillary Clinton that had a case as of Friday and the number of counties that voted for Trump as of Friday. The number of counties that voted for Trump, only 50% of them had a case. The number that voted for Hillary, 81, had a case. Trying to make this into something political when yeah. really, the only thing about it is, if you live in New York, you probably live in an apartment building, so you're touching doors and elevator buttons and a whole bunch of other stuff that everybody else in that building touches. You're on a subway, you're holding on to a handle, and God only knows who touched that last. It's all about social networking and the difference between life in a very congested urban area and a suburban or rural area. That's yeah. really what it is, but they're trying to make it into something really, really dark and awful it's uh it seems to know no bounds it seems None. to know no bounds i hope you guys are uh following uh, the loftus party on twitter and i hope you're you're following do you want to get out your give out your twitter handle there gimlet oh sure gypsy gypsy can be found at scott spire s-c-o-t-s-f-y-r-e uh, it's, it's good as long as we're on Twitter. There's been, I mean, I have, I have no intention of leaving. Uh, however, they, there's they been a little, make me. there's been a little bit of a mini purge and, and yesterday, and once again, I made this mm -hmm. article available at the loftusparty.com when they're talking about the healthcare crisis, 
in in New York. It's good to know, and uh, it's not good, but it's it's good to know that uh, since 2003, 16 hospitals closed in New York. They closed down 16 hospitals since 2003. Uh, there's a very interesting article uh, from uh, citylimits.org about why that happened, and, and, it, and it has a lot to do with uh, Medicaid and Medicaid expansion and blah, 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 blah. So this, this isn't a new thing. These people, they want to uh, socialize medicine because, oh, look at that, real leadership and real leadership and socialize this and the government. When, when you have these big programs – like Medicare and Medicaid and these big social programs, you're, you lose a lot of hospitals. New York, what did I say that was, 16? 16 hospitals since 2003? And then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, big government in, in, in a roundabout way uh, gets these hospitals go bye-bye. And then you go, oh, my gosh, we need hospitals. Why isn't the government? We need more government to build up. No, that's what got you in this predicament. That's what got you in this predicament. Don't look to big government to help you out now. Boy, if you ever, the big takeaway from this, and this will we'll have to wrap up the show. I think we might have gone a little bit long. But the big takeaway from this, and it's funny, uh, my grandmother, my, my mother's mother, would always tell she was a, a kid when there was the big, you know, the Spanish influenza. Boy, that, that lady talk about holding on to everything, talk about saving for a rainy day, and talk about being frugal. If you have mm-hmm. saved for, and I'm not trying to, I'm not, I don't want to make anybody feel bad, but like just listen. Uh, when going forward, moving forward, save up for a rainy day. Save up for a rainy day because it will rain. And and if you if you're if you're going to be standing there with your hat in your hand, waiting for the government to help you out, you're going to be waiting a while. Look at what they did on this one. Look at what they did on this one. People, you're not allowed to work. You're not allowed to make money. They're going to send you a check for under two grand, and 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 that's supposed to make everything better. Uh, and meanwhile. Uh, we're going to give money to the Lincoln center. We're going to give money to all these other programs. And I have zero faith in big government. You guys next week will be a bit more optimistic. Uh, there'll be more tips and tricks. You got to go to the loftusparty.com. I found this. I found this band. I was turned on to this band. Let's, let's, let's share more music here. Let's share more music. I got turned on to this band. Oh my gosh. Called Blackberry smoke. And they did a cover of the Allman Brothers Midnight Rider. It's one of the best I've ever heard. It's fantastic. There's a ton of great music at theloftestparty.com. There's a ton of great info there. Uh, there's some sexy sexiness. Uh, it's it's a, a fantastic website. We got a, oh my gosh. There was a great article. I'm gonna put it on Facebook as soon as we get done recording here uh, that uh, Cranky Gordon wrote, a, a friend of ours, why he's gonna vote for Trump. In 2016, he was uh, he he did not vote for Trump. He's going to vote for him in 2020. It's a fantastic read. I'm going to be posting that up there. I shared some of uh, the Gimlet stuff up there yesterday, so it's fantastic. It's fantastic. Thanks for being you, and take care of yourselves, and take care of one another. We're good people. Wash your hands. <laughs>